episode 63 of Ask the Coach brought to you by Train Smooth. My name is Tim Egg. If you guys have any training, racing, or nutrition questions, feel free to shoot me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com, or visit the website, trainsmooth.com. Uh, today's question comes from Stephen. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, my past four Ironman times, the bike the bike splits have all been around the five hours 30, despite the extra work I've been doing on the bike. It is becoming frustrating and would love to see the bike around five hours. Is there? Have you got any advice? Without seeing your program, it's uh, and what you've done in the lead up to each race, it's hard to hard to um, give advice, tell you what to do. Um, generally. It depends how far your Ironmans are too. So let let's a ballpark figure is you get, you finish your Ironman. So you get, let's let's say you've got twelve months to your main Ironman again. You might do another Ironman in the lead up to a um, couple of seventy point threes or whatever. But we'll we'll just for this argument's sake we'll we'll say it's um, a year out. I'd be so you're finishing. You're recovering nicely. You're resting. Now's the um, you're basically going into the off season very fit. I'd be doing all my bike rides for the first couple of months, three months maybe. A lot of it would be at VO2 max work and sweet spot work. Really trying to increase that VO2 max ceiling, and then from there you or VO2 ceiling, and then from there you can try and increase your FTP I'm get, if you don't have um, a power meter you don't need a power meter you do this 100% on feel so I'd be doing a lot of sessions that would be mad medium efforts and a lot of 2 to 3 minute intervals and then one, one, one session 8 to 20 minute intervals um and then from there you just slowly turn it into threshold work and tempo work and then start adding more longer endurance work um but the key on all all this would also be strength and endurance work i'd be adding that right through throughout as well um aerodynamics i'd be looking at aerodynamics i'd be also looking at little things like race wheels um when you're doing a indoor cycling session just every now and again um it's do it in well do a whole block of it if you want um setting it up in front of a mirror and just and watching yourself ride you'll be you might be able to find some real aerodynamic benefits from just watching yourself ride in front of the mirror that that can be that can be um very beneficial but It'd be the the biggest bang for your buck is going to be the, how you structure your tr- structure your bike, and the sessions you're going to be doing, and how's your bike going to be set around the rest of your training. Is it complementing what you're doing? Are you like you're starting your bike rides with fresh legs or tired legs, or you know you just you got to look at all that. You, what day you do your speed work, your strength work, your aerobics work. Are you getting enough recovery before you're doing your high-intensity works or are you going into them cooked 
so you're not getting the benefits from it. But still, five hours, 30 Ironman, that's what, 32, 32, 32 and a half kilometers an hour. That's still moving. To get to a five-hour bike time, you're looking at around, what, 30, 36 kilometers an hour. So that there's, there is a big jump from there. But um, definitely doable. You can do that in a year. You just got to really knuckle down. Maybe in that off season, um, we're focusing here on the on the bike. So maybe you reduce one run, one swim per week, and add two extra bike rides in to try and become more efficient. I'd also be looking at oxygen deprivation sessions on the bike. Trying to um, those are oxygen deprivation sessions. What they do is they increase your red blood cell count from the the way you're um, you're basically getting extra red red blood cells from your spleen. So it's a matter of just riding over over an hour. So you'd be just doing a few efforts, no, nothing nothing crazy, but you breathe in through your nose, breathe out through your nose, pinch pinch your nose and just start pedaling wait till you're absolutely starving for oxygen and then do little sips of oxygen in hold little another little sip of oxygen in hold do that over 15 seconds breathe normal and then you just do that a dozen times it's very it's mentally tough you're going to you can lose sight for a fraction of a second that's why you should do that on an indoor trainer uh, but um, very beneficial, um, and it's. I did, there is a blog post I did on on this. For, you just visit um, trainsmove dot com up on the top. You click resources, and just go down there until you see the oxygen program. It's it's worth its weight in gold. Um, but yeah, I'd be even working with an actual um, cycling coach. I, I, I started doing this myself. I started working with Wes Salzberger, a retired pro cyclist, and he, he changed a few things straight away on me. And struggled for the first month, and then things started feeling a lot smoother. So it could be just a matter of um, you giving your program to a, a cycling coach and saying, "This is what I need," and they they do it. Unfortunately, those things cost money. So if you haven't got the money, you you might um, look at look at um, just create, either creating your own program or jumping on uh, something like Trainer Road. They've got a whole lot of sessions you can do that would help increase your VO2 ceiling. That's it's worth it. Um, I think Strava may have not Strava. Um, Zwift may have some. I haven't really looked at theirs at all, so I can't really comment too much on that. But I have had a look at Trainer Roads, and they're they're pretty cool. Uh, I hope that helps. If you guys have any training, racing, or nutrition questions, feel free to shoot me through an email, Tim at trainsmove.com. Until tomorrow, hooroo.